0: Welcome to another episode of The Sensational Kid Show. I am currently away for work and I, at the best of times, really struggle to sleep. But the um, hotel where I'm staying had a prom last night and it just reminded me again of how sensitive I am to, to noise. Um, and it's not constantly... Um, it does seem to kind of be related to stress. Um, but there are times where I just kind of go, oh my gosh, that sound, that noise. Um, and I always tell the story of one day when I was particularly stressed and I came home. And I remember turning to my husband and saying, please, can you stop that sound? And he kind of looked at me like I was completely insane. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, you're making that noise. And actually... It's driving me insane and he said uh, I'm just breathing and I did tell him to go do it somewhere else um, and I just thought again actually about um, sound issues and sound difficulties in kids and so I thought today I'd spend just a few minutes talking to you about auditory sensitivity or auditory defensiveness um, and this is quite so what you'll see in a child or an adult who struggles with um, being sensitive to certain sounds is that they really hate loud or unexpected noises. So if a dog suddenly barks, or if there are fireworks, fire alarms at school is a big one, or school bells, just those sudden noises like a, um, a fire engine going past quickly will really, really startle them and you know make them jump um we have some kids who really dislike the pitch of certain noises and will really struggle with your higher pitched sounds vacuum cleaners hand dryers hair dryers or those with kind of a low hum such as your fridge or freezer, just like a rumble that's just constantly going on. Um, you've got some kids who just cannot focus when there's a background noise, and I've noticed we have one of the lights at um at the clinic, and when you turn it on, it just makes this like underlying sound, and yeah, we just then. Depending on, And you can see who's kind of in a stressed mood because they'll either go, can we please have the lights off? And you know it's because of the sound rather than the brightness of the light, right? So um, you can be really easily distracted by any of those background noises such as, um, you know, an air conditioner or the fan in the bathroom going on or people talking downstairs. Um, you may find that you really notice sounds which others don't at all. Um, or you'll see quite often, you'll see kids who cover their ears or prefer to not go places like cinema or crowds. Um, the sounds of crowds can be quite, um, dysregulating for a number of, um, of kids. Um, so what we say is that when you think about your auditory system, it has a really close link to um, how much attention you're paying to the sounds, okay, so if you are sensitive to sounds, you might have a really massive response to sounds which other people don't hear, you might startle, you might be surprised, Um, you might also have a situation which I had when my youngest was... um, in a class and his teacher had a really differently pitched voice, shall we say, and he could not handle her voice. Um, and his method of coping with it was to do outside play almost all the time. Um, and, you know, we talk about our, our sensory system is keeping us safe. Um, and if you think about your... Your sound system, that is going to um, help you stay safe and it might trigger an automatic response, you know, that we call the fight, flight, or freeze. And that's just designed to keep you safe. So if you hear an unexpected sound, you'll jump because you think, okay, do I need to get ready? Do I need to evacuate the room, for example? Or do I need to do something about that sound or that noise? Um, So you are instantly alert if you hear different voices. So you might be more alert to the sound of your boss's voice or the sound of a certain parent, okay? And what we found is that your brain processes sounds differently in adults and in children. And often you can have this auditory overload if there's just too much going on at once or sounds that are just at a certain pitch a certain frequency and you can just get really really overwhelmed um and and what happens is the more you are sensitive to sound the more attention you pay to it so you can't just ignore it you attune to it you constantly pay attention to it um and therefore you can sometimes stop paying attention or stop focusing on a certain noise So, your friend telling you the rules of the game, okay? Um, And with this attention, you find that you are more easily alerted by these sounds. And what you can see is that you get into that whole fight-flight-freeze, which also occurs when someone is anxious. So, if you can think about how um, you react or you respond when you are more anxious or more stressed to sounds... You know, it's the classic. Oh, let me just turn the radio off so I can see better when you're driving in an unfamiliar place. Yeah, um, we've all had that moment where you you um you'll turn the radio off because you are lost. And what you find is that you are quite quickly overwhelmed by sounds, and that could just be that some kids find it very hard. Some kids might perceive it as being actually as it actually being painful to them um and we're all different so you know what might seem to you is just a simple little sound could be really dysregulating for a child okay um and things that you can do is to remember that when a child is saying that's too loud or i don't like your voice or they're covering their ears It's not that they are trying to be annoying or naughty or that they are um, being rude. You know, that is how they are responding. So some things that you might try in class um, or when you're going to assembly is some ear defenders um, or what we use a lot as well is some noise-canceling headphones. We always recommend the ones that go over the ears so it encloses the ear. Um, and with the noise cancelling headphones, you can have them on without any music and it just, it will just dampen that sound. Yeah. We also say give kids that extra time, give them warning. So if you know that there's going to be a fire drill, let them know beforehand, um, and talk them through it. Okay. Um, let them know. If something different's going to happen, so if there's going to be a singer in assembly or um, you know if, they, if there's going to be loud music playing, for example, or if there's going to be cheering on sports day, just give them that warning beforehand. It's also really useful that when you give a child instructions is that you do it in a quiet area, um, away from the general noise. Or if you've given the instructions once to the whole group, you go back to the child afterwards and you say, right, can you repeat the instructions back to me? So I can see that you're aware of, you know, the instructions. Um, Also, again, a lot of schools have implemented silent bells. So you don't have those loud bells going off all the time. They um, have also implemented having, you know, things like really noise-absorbing flooring, noise-absorbing curtains or wall coverings. And that just helps when you need to be in an environment where you need to be working and focusing, okay? Um, Something also that we do a lot of is heavy work. Now, I spoke about this in the episode about proprioception, And providing a child with heavy work before they're going into those noisy, stressful situations is is going to be really useful to them because it's just going to help them prepare and help them feel better, able to cope with the noises that's coming. Okay, Um, when we think about our senses, one of... um, In terms of sounds, something I see a lot of is something which is called misophonia. Okay. And that is spelled M I S O P H O N I. And it's described as a neurologically based disorder where your auditory stimuli and also sometimes visual, which is not quite, which is not always commonly known, is where these um, stimuli are misinterpreted. And you find that individuals, adults, kids who have misophonia are very easily triggered or set off um, or dysregulated by very specific pattern sounds. So chewing is a massive one. Coughing, um, it might be sneezing. Pencil tapping, finger drumming. Um, And you can have your hyperacusis. As well as your misophonia, which is decreased sound tolerance. So with hyperacusis, everything just seems incredibly loud. Whereas with misophonia, it's a repeating or pattern sound which is, you know, intolerable and which people can't handle. And this is one of the um, the points that I see, which can be really, really affecting a family's life because their child cannot have a meal with them. Okay. They cannot bear the noise of chewing um, or eating, for example, and and so what they're saying is that when you have these noises, it triggers this massive overreaction in your in your limbic system. So that's where all your emotions are in your brain, and therefore, these um, this auditory stimuli, that's auditory input, is going to cause a quite a big emotional response. And what you find is that you, um, as kids will feel angry, they will be disgusted, they'll be incredibly scared, the fear response is massive and just generally out of control, really dysregulated, okay? Um, At the moment, there is no specific treatment, as far as I know, um, for misophonia, And so again, what we say there's having a really rigorous, really personalized, individualized sensory regulation plan in place um, with all of those strategies is going to be really helpful for the family and for the child. Okay, so things you can do at school is to say, okay, you can have a different place to have your meal. Um, You don't have to sit with the rest of the class or the rest of the school. Um, and, and just little things like that will just help that anxiety level will just help that whole fight flight response and know that actually, okay, I don't have to be in that situation. Okay. So I just wanted to say a little bit also about that, um, misophonia, because it is something we see quite a lot of. Okay. Um, so, that was your auditory sense. Um, just a little bit about auditory defensiveness, really. Um, when we talk about your auditory, so remember we talk about modulation and we talk about your discrimination. So, you can have real difficulties with your auditory sense if you are struggling to discriminate the sounds. and. If you're interested, I can do an episode on auditory discrimination difficulties um, in the future. But for now, have a lovely day. Enjoy doing what you're doing. Remember, you can connect, achieve, navigate, and be kind to yourself. Okay.